Jai Bharat. But no one took it up, and the man soon stopped. But there was another voice, hectoring and badgering. The voice of schoolmistress Margie, laboring up the path with a latty cane. Get down from there, you stupid, stupid men! Get to your families! You'll kill yourselves! Everyone looked for the story on the evening news, but bigger, flashier things were happening in Alalabad and Mirzapur. A handful of Contras eliminated in an unplace like Aurora did not rate a line. But that night, Sanjeev became number one robot fan. He cut out pictures from the papers and those pro-Barat propaganda mags that survived Aurora's omnivorous cows. He avidly watched J&C Anime, where androsexy kids crewed titanic battle droids until Sister Pryor rolled her eyes and his mother whispered to the priest that she was worried about her son's sexuality. He pulled gigabytes of pictures from the world web and memorized manufacturers and models and serial numbers, weapon loads and options mounts, rates of fire and maximum speeds. He saved up the pin money he made from helping old men with the computers the self-proclaimed Barati government thought every village should have to buy a Japanese trump game, but no one would play him at it because he had learned all the details. When he tired of flat pictures, he cut up old cans with tin snips and brazed them together into model fighting machines. Miracle Ghee, Fast Pursuit Drones, Titan Drench, Perimeter Defense Bots, Red Cola, Riot Control Robot. Those same old men, when he came round to set up their accounts and assign their passwords, would ask him, Hey, you know a bit about these things. What is going on with all this Bharat and Awad stuff? What is wrong with plain old India anyway? And when are we going to get cricket back on the satellite? For all his robot wisdom, Sanjeev did not know. The news breathlessly raced on with the movements of politicians and breakaway leaders, but everyone had long ago lost all clear memory of how the conflict had begun. Naxalities in Bihar, an overmighty Delhi, those bloody Muslims demanding their own laws again. The old men did not expect him to answer. They just liked to complain, and took a withered pleasure in showing the smart boy that he did not know everything. Well, as long as that's the last we see of them, they would say, when Sanjeev replied with the speck of a Raytheon 380 Rudra I war air drone, or an Akhu scouts mecha, and how much better they were than any human fighter. Their general opinion was that the Battle of Vora's Wood, already growing back, was all the war of separation Aurora would see. It was not. The men did return. They came by night, walking slowly through the fields, their weapons easily sloped in their hands. Those that met them said they had offered them no hostility, merely raised their assault rifles and shooed them away. They walked through the entire village, through every field and garden, up every galley and yard, past every byre and corral. In the morning, their boot prints covered every centimeter of Aurora. Nothing taken, nothing touched. What was that about, the people asked. What did they want? They learned two days later when the crops began to blacken and wither in the fields, and the animals, down to the last pie dog, sickened and died.
Sanjeev would start running when their car turned into Umbrella Street. It was an easy car to spot, a big military hummer that they had pimped carly black and red with after-FX flames that seemed to flicker as it drove past you. But it was an easier car to hear. Everyone knew the thud-thud-thud of desi metal that grew guitars and screaming vocals when they wound down the window to order food. Food to go. And Sanjeev would be there. What can I get you, says? He had become a good runner since coming to Varanasi. Everything had changed since Aurora died. The last thing Aurora ever did was make that line in the news. It had been the first to suffer a new attack. Plague Walkers was the popular name. The popular image was dark men in chameleon camouflage.